My friends, tonight we unveil my most diabolical creation. CITR 101.9 FM. Ten times more addictive than marijuana. To human misery. Nice to see you. So glad you could make it. Have a salmon puff. All right. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more. It's like I started breathing on the night we kissed And I can't remember what I ever did before What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can't love each other through
Good evening. Happy Family Day. And a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be. Hopefully safe at home, but I know that circumstances may prevent that from being the case. Welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically-inspired program here found at Vancouver's humble community radio station, CITR. Your voice of the University of British Columbia here on 101.9 FM. We broadcast at an average of 1,800 watts from unseated Musqueam territory from the Student Nest on campus, and our signal takes us throughout the Lower Mainland. From Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, west past Point Grey and then dipping south across the Salish Sea, and then our signal heads east past Langley, deep into the Fraser Valley. We also broadcast up to the sky and deep into space, for as long as this planet and the station continues to emit noisy waves for all to hear. And our signal dives down, well into the underground, from where we come from, and from where all good things bubble up. Telesoptics subscribers can tune into CITR on channel 7023, and at least that's the story in Western Canada. Otherwise, in all these places and everywhere else the internet takes you, you can find us on the web www.citr.ca There you'll find the Exploding Head Movies show page and it contains track listings and downloads for this episode along with past ones. You'll also find a link to subscribe to the podcast by Apple Music. You can also find that podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Deezer, Geosaven, and Stitcher. For those times you can't listen live to the Crystal Wireless or then the Shoutcast stream through the website. My name is Gak, and I'll be keeping tabs on all your lives for the next two hours. So stay up and perk up. We've got a bonkers show this week. You should receive a complimentary and newly regulatory snowball in conjunction with the broadcast of this episode. If not, well, have you not looked outside the past couple days since I spent a little time putting flicks to ground there? Though, I will say, if you've been scraping ice from the sidewalls of your freezer, that's pretty cool too. Please note that this is a pre-recorded show made in the home office of Exploding Headquarters, so do not call in as CITR remains closed due to the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm slowly starting to forget the number 604, and it spells something. I think it spells CITR. Yeah, it, in time, it'll come back to me. That email, I do remember my address. It's radiofreegack at gmail.com. Just keep it short, sweet, and to the point, and make sure it's tied to the show in some way. Otherwise, Exploding Head Movies is on Facebook under its given name, on Twitter, at Hunter on Instagram. I am myopic man. So CITR's 2021 edition of Fun Drive is now over, though I believe the donation page, citr.ca slash donate, will still be active for the next little while in case you missed out on pledging what you can, despite the past week of pleas for pledges throughout the week. Not sure of the dollar amount raised yet so far for the entire station. I know our goal was $25,000. I think we're pretty close. I can tell you that my show pulled in $400 this year. And I do want to thank Mike Kirk, Shino Yoshida, and then my family for their generosity. And we should be able to keep the station humming along until society reopens and we can get back into the lower levels of the student nest. So if you donated at all to Fundrive, any show at all, I give you my gratitude. 
So yes, it's family day. South of the 49th parallel, it is President's Day. We have now entered the year of the ox as the Chinese Lunar New Year has passed. Valentine's Day was yesterday. And Mardi Gras, or Shrove Tuesday, or Pancake Tuesday, however you want to call it, that's tomorrow as the season of Lent appears on our radar. All these events are different in light of the pandemic, and the COVID-19 case count in BC seems to be locked into a holding pattern. And after a few weeks with little vaccines, we're at least starting to see the next wave play some catch-up here. So with most of the care homes and staff now getting both shots, we're on the cusp of the first wave of community immunizations. So hopefully our elders and frontline folks start getting their vaccinations in the coming days, allowing the rest of us to follow suit, mindful as more infectious strains appear. And Family Ties into our intro, since we opened up the theme from the 80s sitcom Family Ties which introduced the world to Edmonton, Alberta's Michael J. Fox is Alex P. Keaton. We heard Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams singing Without Us. And that was the version of the theme used in most seasons except the first, where we heard Dennis Stefano and Mending Sturley singing that song. And that was the same season that Michael Gross didn't have a beard. Family Ties ran for seven seasons, including a film I wasn't aware of. And oddly enough, it's streaming on CBS since originally aired on NBC. And after the theme to Family Ties, we heard The Animals going back to 1965 and their single, It's My Life. The Animals were best known for their famous version of the song, The House of the Rising Sun. And guitarist Hilton Valentine from The Animals inspired many a beginner to pick up the instrument based on his arpeggiated hooks. Before joining the Animals, Valentine was part of the English skiffle scene in the 50s, appearing in bands like the Heppers, which eventually evolved to the Wildcats, and he was asked to join what became the Animals by bassist Chaz Chandler. And Chandler ended up managing acts like Jimi Hendrix and Slade once the Animals were over. Most people associate the Animals with Eric Burden's screaming vocals and then Alan Price's organ, which were highlighted more in the studio. But when you caught the Animals in concert, Hilton Valentine's guitar shone through. The Animals broke up in their original configuration in 1966. The members reunited regularly over the years, but there were also multiple animal bands following in their wake. And Hilton Valentine died on January 29th this year from unspecified causes. He was 77 years old. In the background, this is Anthen from the 2017 album Warmth. I speak over Winter as winter finally took cold here in the lower mainland. And much like the odd February here, after a serious cold snap, we finally got some of the fluffy stuff. And of course, it's already turning into slush, and it's going to turn into rain soon enough, so if you love that snow, I hope you were milling about outside this weekend. Our profile this week will be on the film director Michael Apted, who recently died, known mostly for his documentary series tied to Up!, he tackled a wide spate of film genres, so I'm going to focus mostly on Gorky Park and the James Bond film The World Is Not Enough. But we'll mix in some Gorillas in the Mist and Coal Miner's Daughter here for you, so you'll get some country, some odd neoclassical music, and some revivalist sweep. Someone else who recently passed away, and that's how we're going to cock off this show, and it was far too soon. We lost Sophie. Sophie Zeon was a Scottish musician, producer, singer, and songwriter known for a hyperkinetic pop sound. And after some initial anonymous singles starting in 2013, with songs like Bip, 
and Lemonade, and then the side project Cutie, Sophie stepped into the spotlight for the 2018 album Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides, revealing a transgender woman who eschewed any pronoun usage. I'll talk a bit more about Sophie's influence in music, along with some collaborations that Sophie's done, but uh, we'll listen to one of the songs off of Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. So this will be Sophie with Immaterial. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies. Rave until the next iteration.
Two shots of Sophie there. First off with Immaterial, found on the 2018 album Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. Then we heard a song with a shy girl that the duo recorded under the alias of Clockwork Venus for the recent video game Cyberpunk 2077. We heard Slime, although that song was uh, originally titled BM, and it was pulled from subsequent releases of the album Cyberpunk 2077 Radio, Volume 1. Confused a lot of folks anticipating a new Sophie track, but it came back. Shy Girl's the alias of Blaine Muiz, who founded the Nux label, home to a whole bunch of quality hip house, industrial rap, grime, and deconstructed club. Cyberpunk 2077 has had a rough launch. A couple months back, they had various playability bugs. Subsequent patches have addressed gameplay somewhat, although they have to deal with their tarnished reputation amongst other random threats including data hacks. Still, a lot of people have bought into the game's overall vibe, though they're now pleased to stop having sex with Keanu Reeves' in-game character. And behind me from Cyberpunk 2077, this is one of the composers of the score, Marcin Przbylovich, and this is Close Probing. 
Sophie died after falling from a rooftop in Athens, Greece on January 30th, reaching over to take a picture of the full moon and then plummeting three stories. Sophie was only 34 years old. Far too soon, especially for what was a seminal artist, and there was a lot more music that was coming out. Another single, a long overdue remix of an original song, only came out a few days before that fall. And I'll be sharing more Sophie music in future episodes. Along with Shy Girl, Sophie collaborated with a lot of other folks, ranging from equally future pop pioneers associated with the PC music label. A lot of work with Charlie XCX, Madonna, Lady Gaga, and for this song, Vince Staples. So, during the break, you'll definitely hear some hyper-pop with some pitched-up vocals that we associate with Sophie. From 2017's Big Fish Theory, here's Vince Staples with Yeah Right. Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Is your girl fine? Fuck her all night. Is you well paid? Are your shows packed? If your song played, what well, they know that? How to thug life, how to love life, how to work low. Is your buzz right? Do the trap jump? Is the club right? Got your hair right? Boy, you're right. Pretty woman wanna be a rich man's bitch. Pretty woman want a couple kids. Pretty woman want a new ass, new lips. Pretty woman wanna push your bins. Come correct her, she won't let you in. Coming through the check, she gets it in. Diamonds on your neck is then pretend. Till wrist pop, pop till he's shaking. Pop like four on the floor, been in rotation. No allegation. Popular demand, I understand my name. It's only for conversation. New York nigga be like dead ass. LA nigga be like on the dead homies. I was off the porch like FedEx. 211 got bread on me. K dot twat like the side dice. Bro like fright. Rice and pump, pump, strip. Uh, temporary pimp. Nah, I don't remember them. Just can never yellow gym. Jumping out the fucking gym. Uh, swing like new day in the day. I ride dirty. Paint like two damn wings. Retire early. Uh, fade like shadow. With stallion and cattle. A bitch's decision for you. It's narrow collision, the money, your fame, the pharaoh, the physic, the chemist, the lame, collateral for Kendrick, whenever exchange, compatible for riches, for more to gain. I said, nigga, yeah, right, I don't fair fight, but I bear fight, looking for my next road kill, for the headlight, hanging on my last folk kills, for the highlight, my life, highlight, high five, bye-bye. Boy, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Boy,
TransCare BC works to enhance the coordination of trans health services across the province and offer expanded health services to support transgender communities. They are doing this by developing gender-affirming client-centered models of service, ensuring access to gender-affirming and supportive healthcare that is equitable and available, and supporting network development to make sure trans and gender-diverse individuals, their families, and healthcare providers have access to information, resources, and support. Check out phsa.ca to learn more about this program and lend your voice to help create an inclusive and supportive system for trans members of our community. It's not turntablism. It's not turntablism. It's just what it is. You got a DJ, I guess that's nice. He practices stunts while my rolls fat blunts. And dice is the ones that twos, double K, trouble and cruise. They can't understand the way his hands move. God giving gift of being swift on the tables. Try to copy his cuts, you're nuts, you're not able. The RCA cable can barely transmit it. Stepping using his weapon to trip it, kid, forget it.
People Under the Stairs off 2002's OST album. And it's not an original soundtrack. They just grab the initials for what they use. We heard the Double K Show. People Under the Stairs were the Los Angeles duo of This One and Double K, otherwise known as Christopher Portugal and Michael Turner, respectively. They were part of the Log Cabin crew scene, originally from separate high schools in the LA area, though they opted for a low-key presence rather than some of their collaborators, and they picked People Under the Stairs, not tied to the 1991 Wes Craven horror film, but more with the idea that they only poke their heads out when it's time to perform, and then they retreat back, looking for new samples and other stuff to dig out. People Under the Stairs put out a dozen studio albums, they put out various singles and a few compilations. They ended things with their 2019 farewell album, Sincerely, The P. Alas, Double K died on January 30th this year, at home from unspecified causes, and he was 43 years old. In the background, this is Gauche G. This song is Calm, and you can find this off last year's Goji's Groove Tape, Part 3. And Goji is the alias of Vancouver artist Navin Sajpal. Latest release, this year's album, Free. Now we'll hear from a recent re-release of a song that originally came out over 30 years ago. And Princess Demeni is a Montreal poet, filmmaker, painter, and musician. In the late 1980s, she met producer Jean Minot, who helped work on some demos with her before he died far too soon from cancer. Those demos led Demeni to meeting the new wave group Vini Vidi Vici, and she appeared on a 1989 album with them. And she recently uploaded some songs from that time, and the label Seance Center contacted her about a re-release of some of her music. So the main song that she had worked on all those years ago comes out this month as a 7-inch, and featured as a bonus track is a rare Yoko Ono cover. So here's Princess Demeni, with a song tied to her visits, dreams, and nightmares from a city she visited in her youth. This will be New York Grief.
Delirium, along with Azure Ray. The song we heard was Keyless Door, and you can find that off the 2012 album Music Box Opera. Delirium is a Vancouver New Age ambient electronic act that was an offshoot of industrial pioneers Skinny Puppy. And Delirium released their 1989 debut album Faces, Forms, and Illusions before capturing people's attention with their 1994 release Semantic Spaces. Delirium's most recent album is 2016's Mythology. As for Azure Ray, they're a great Athens, Georgia dream pop act that later took residence in Omaha, Nebraska. And their 2001 self-titled debut is worth hunting down, especially in light of its 20th anniversary this year. And Azure Ray's most recent album is 2010's Drawing Down the Moon, though they also put out an EP in 2018 called Waves. And behind me, this is new music from local act Connecticut. To put it underscore after connect, connect, I cut off this year's Dodecapentaton album. I speak over this is not a radio, this is a radio show, it's called Exploding Head Movies. And I've been hoping to share this song here for quite some time, but it never really fit into some episode's vibe. Since this show feels all over the place this week, we got some neo grunge here, and it should be more than okay. Laverne is a local trio, and last year they put out a fun album called Lack of Vocation. This is one of the singles that came out in advance of that. Here is Laverne with 90s.
prevent the spread of coronavirus 2019 or COVID-19, social distancing and self-isolation measures have been recommended. Here are some tips on how to practice social isolation and why, according to at everybody wants to love you on Instagram. Please stay home and cancel plans. People who are vulnerable exist around you. There is a communal responsibility to limit the spread of this disease. While young people represent the highest number of new cases, elderly people represent the highest number of deaths. Often, testing for COVID-19 is proportionate to risk. And while contraction rates increase with age, the age range 20 to 29 has by far the highest contraction rates, but typically show little to no symptoms. This is called asymptomatic contraction and makes it especially imperative that people practice social distancing. Social distancing means not going out to bars, not hanging out with more than two friends, and giving people six feet or more of space in public. Sleuth. Off last year's album Gold, we heard Flowers. Sleuth won CITR's Battle of the Band's Shindig a few years back. Back when it was held at the Railway Club, we had 27 bands in 13 weeks, with three bands each night before the semis and the finals. As of late, we've pared things down to 16 bands in five weeks. 
And do note that the 2021 edition of Shindig is canceled because of COVID-19. So we'll wait for the pandemic to end and venues to hopefully reopen before calling out new bands, making their pitch, and then doing shows once again. Shindig will be back. It's just a matter of when. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are available for purchase, download, or streaming this week. Though as always, do note that this is all subject to change, since the release schedule with the pandemic means everything is in flux. So some of these may be out already, or due later. And I know some of these already came out because I was going to mention them last week, but with Fundrive, I had to sort of cut things short. As new releases go, someone Boswell's score to Blythe the Spirit will be coming out, and a song album as well, through Decca Records. Navid Hijazi provides the music to the breakdown, and they'll be out through Plaza Mayor. Bell and Sebastian are back, and they provide the music to Days of the Bagnold Summer, and they'll be out through Matador Records. The world of Deutschland is back, and Thort's third season is now set in the year 1989, when the wall fell. Deutschland 99 is scored by Reinhold Heil, and they'll be coming out through Lakeshore Records. Christopher Thomas's music from Haymaker will be out this week. Anirudh Ravishander's original background score to Master will be out through Sony India. And Sony Classical will be putting out Tom Hodge's score from The Mauritanian. Sia's film called Music. Her soundtrack's coming out through Monkey Puzzle and Atlantic Records. Nima Fakrara's music from The Night will be out this week. Brooke Blair and Will Blair provide the music to the miniseries Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial Killer, and that'll be out through Maisie Music Publishing. The Sisters' score is composed by Ruth Barrett, and they'll be out through Dubois Records. Mike Mogus and Nathaniel Walcott provide the music to the CBS miniseries based on Stephen King's The Stand, and they'll be out through Lakeshore Records. Jared Meeker's music from Take Me to Tarzana, they'll be out through Cosmosis Prime Publishing. Christopher Lennertz provides the music to the recent iteration of Tom and Jerry, and they'll be out through Water Tower Music. Otherwise, John Frizzell, along with various artists, provide the music to the documentary Zappa. That'll be out through Universal Music. On the release front, it's a pretty quiet week, but this one is a big one. Akira Ifukube is back with the latest re-releases of Godzilla score, and there's a mono and stereo version of King Kong vs. Godzilla coming out through Toho Music. Otherwise, George S. Clinton's original score to Mortal Kombat will be coming out through TVT Records. Those your anticipated soundtrack releases for this week. In the background, this is Johnny Ripper, and off 2012's L'Esprit d'Escalier, this is Family. And this is the former alias of Joni Void, whom we've been hearing recently as part of a couple collaborations with Ennet Now. And I still have to digest those. And yes, it's Family Day here in BC. Still feels like this new holiday needs a better name, since Prince Edward Island has Islander's Day, and Manitoba has Louis Riel Day, but at least... It gives us a chance to have another federal day off, particularly in the winter, and that ain't bad. Here's a short little number from Austria. Her latest album is Harudin, which came out before the pandemic and features some production touches by fellow Torontonian Joseph Shabison and Edinburgh's Rodaid MacDonald. This is Austria with your family. <laughs> Do you? 
Listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7.
Alicia Clara, of her new album Outsider Slash Unusual, Weird Stones Like Eyes. The Montreal-based Swiss producer had put out a few songs solo prior to Outside or Unusual, so it's lovely to hear a full debut release put together. And behind me, this is Jung Jai Il. From last year's Oscar-winning film Parasite, this is The Family is Busy. The Oscar nominees for the upcoming Academy Awards will be announced four weeks from now on March 15th. The shortlist for nine categories has already been announced, including 15 original songs and 15 original scores. And they will be whittled down to a maximum of five each for March 15th. So I'll keep my ears peeled what they will be, and I'll anticipate what to set up for the future profiles. We'll head to Lockhart, Texas for a couple songs here as we slowly get country from Michael Apted, though we have to do a zigzag for one song. Lockhart is the barbecue capital in the Lone Star State, and that town brings us the band Telenovela, a fascinating honky-tonk mix that feels like it's trapped in a ghost town. Their new album, Merlin Bell, came out this month, and this was a fun discovery that means I need to circle back to their earlier albums. Here's Telenovela with Technicolor Town. Won't you put me out of my misery If I ever seem less than perfectly happy Here on this street In my technicolor town I belong here now and forever There's a quiet in the house that's holding court for those with names and stones and trunks of trees I never thought
Lee from the 2021 album Texas Music Forever. We heard Locked Up in Lockhart. And before that, from Lockhart, we heard Telenovela, a Technicolor Town. Cactus Lee is an Austin, Texas sextet. Definitely love their Lone Star State. It's based on similarly named past albums, including a brazen 2019 launch of both their self-titled debut and their sophomore album Texas Yard Sale on the same day. Cactus Lee definitely have a bit of a different skew to country music, as to be expected from Austin, which is the town that launched the Outlaw sound back in the 70s, which is elliptically alluded to via Cactus Lee's label, 709 Recording Company. In the background, this is Greg Anderson. This cue I speak over is Returning Home, and you can find this on the score to the CBC documentary Timoni on the Farm, telling the story of a Japanese woman's perspective on the prairies as she loses her sushi chef job here in Vancouver during the pandemic 
and moves with her husband back to his family's farm in Saskatchewan as COVID-19 takes hold. Anderson is a UBC student studying composition here. Apparently he's a regular listener to the Exploding Head Movies show. If you have your own music to share, feel free to fire some off to the email address radiofreegack at gmail.com. That's the easiest way for me to get a download of an MP3 WAV file or whatever file format you've got. Streaming choices are doable, but I prefer actually having the file on hand for editing, so I'm less dependent upon weird re-recording matters, or in many cases, things breaking down technology-wise. So, when the internet's down, it's always helpful to have the file on hand, so thanks. We'll head over to the Salish Sea over to Pender Island with the act Peach and Quiet the duo of Heather Reed and Johnny Miller and they put out their debut album Just Beyond the Shine earlier this year and despite the pandemic the internet helped them out as they worked with folks in Nashville, Toronto Vancouver and Victoria so you're going to hear some Steve Dawson, Adam Dobris Jeremy Holmes helping out here so soak up the country vibe as we start getting into our Michael Apted tribute though as mentioned before we got to do one obvious and abrupt change of gears before we fully embrace the expected sounds from just beyond the shine here's peach and quiet with shoreline after a storm
In context of Vancouver's opioid crisis, CITR would like to take a moment to share some harm reduction strategies. Try not to do drugs alone. When going out, let friends know what drugs you're taking and make sure someone has an unlocked kit. If you're able to, get your drugs tested before taking them. Avoid mixing opioids with alcohol or stimulants. Remember that opioids can include painkillers prescribed by a doctor, and it's possible for any drugs to be contaminated with opioids. Learn the signs of opioid overdose, which include, but are not limited to, unresponsiveness or unconsciousness, inability to speak, breathing that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, heartbeat that is slow, erratic, or has stopped completely, skin tone that has turned blue or gray, choking or gurgling sounds. If you think someone is overdosing, call 911 immediately. Start rescue breathing and administer naloxone if you have it. You cannot get in trouble for being on drugs, so always call 911 in an emergency. For more information about naloxone kits and training, visit TowardTheHeart.com. Thank you and stay safe.
Behind me, this is Maurice Jarre with the main theme from the 1988 film Gorillas in the Mist, starring Sigourney Weaver as Diane Fossey, the naturalist who went to Rwanda to study and protect mountain gorillas, and that was murdered in 1985. Gorillas in the Mist was directed by Michael Apted, and he is our profile this week in light of his recent death. Gorillas in the Mist was nominated for five Oscars back in 1989. It didn't win any, but Weaver did win a Golden Globe for Best Actor, and Jarre won another for Best Original Score. We've profiled Jarre a few times here on Exploding Hit Movies, though most prominently back in the Radio Free Gak days when he died back in 2009. So look up Radio Free Gak episode 60 from April that year for scores from films like Lawrence of Arabia and Dr. Zhivago. Of course, the Golden Globes are coming up soon. That strange ceremony, which acts as a prelude to what's going to happen in the Oscars. As I mentioned before, the Oscars are going to be announced four weeks from today. Michael Apted is a British director best known for the Up documentary series, which follows the lives of 14 British people every seven years. Though in the first film of the series, 1964 7 Up, Apted was just basically working as a researcher for one of his first projects with Granada Television in Manchester, England. He worked with original director Paul Almond to choose the children involved, though he later regretted he didn't pick enough women since he only picked four, only picked one non-white folk. Michael Apted took over the direction and narration in 1971's sequel, 7 Up Plus 7, and he's kept in touch with the subjects ever since, leading up to a two-day catch-up every seven years during filming and then stitching it all together. The most recent film in the series is 2019's 63 Up, so over the span of nine documentaries and one adjacent project following their fans, the Up! documentary series explores the British class system and how children perceive their future and either get out of their class or then lock into patterns that most of us identify. School turns into jobs, love turns into marriage, and life throws curveballs along the way. The monotone song we just heard, which is their 1964 single, What Would I Do?, the song appeared in the original 7-Up film as the kids were dancing that song, and clips of their dancing to What Would I Do appear throughout the subsequent films in the series, as we see most of the 14 kids grow into adults, and now they're well into their 60s. Only one person has died during filming, and only one other person stepped away from the project for good. Michael Apted also did films like 1980's Coal Miner's Daughter, a story about Loretta Lynn, the country singer whose 1969 song of the same name gave the film its title, along with a 1976 biography from which the screenplay was based. Before we hear music from the film, let's hear from Loretta herself. And Lynn is still quite active in music after debuting in 1960, and this year, her 50th studio album, Still Woman Enough, comes out next month. Here's the title track to her 1967 album, Don't Come Home A-Drinkin', with lovin' on your mind. Here's Loretta Lynn here on Exploding Head Movies. Well, you thought I'd be waiting up when you came home last night. You'd been out with all the boys and you ended up half tired. But liquor and love, they just don't mix. Leave the ball or Behind. And don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind. No, don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind. 
Sissy Spacek as Loretta Lynn from the soundtrack to the 1980 film Coal Miner's Daughter. We heard Spacek with her version of One's on the Way. And the original version of that song by Lynn is the title track to a 1971 album. Spacek plays Lynn 
from her teenage years growing up in Kentucky, with Tommy Lee Jones as the coal mining father, Beverly D'Angelo as Patsy Cline, and then Levon Helm from the band, William Sanderson, and then as themselves, Ernest Tubb, Roy Acoff, and Minnie Pearl. And the film Coal Miner's Daughter was a big hit, making the top 10 of the 1980 box office, winning two Golden Globes, and of its seven Academy Awards nominated, Spacey Spacek took home the Oscar as Best Actress. In the background, this is James Horner with the film version of the cue, The Sable Shed, found on the score to the 1983 film Gorky Park, also directed by Michael Apted. Gorky Park is based on a novel by Martin Cruz Smith about a Moscow police officer who investigates three murders on an ice rink and a lack of KGB interest to investigate. Gorky Park starred William Hurt, Lee Marvin, and Brian Dennehy, and was filmed in Helsinki and Stockholm. James Horner was an American composer known for his soundtracks to films like Titanic, which is the best-selling orchestral film score of all time, and then Avatar, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and then some scores we've profiled in the past, like Apollo 13, A Beautiful Mind, Legends of the Fall, and Aliens some of which we covered in part back in Exploding Him Movies 269 from June 2015 when Horner died from a plane crash. His score has been highly lauded from Gorky Park for both its tension and beauty, and the original film versions to most of what appeared on the Verena Saraband soundtrack feature some jarring cuts to other classical pieces, but we'll try to keep it simple here. From his score to Gorky Park, we'll begin with James Horner and No Faces.
From his score, it's a 1983 thriller Gorky Park. We heard James Horner firstly with No Faces, then the lovely Q Irina's theme, before closing with the film version of Farewell at the Airport. Gorky Park was praised for Michael Apted's direction, along with Horner's score and its cinematography, and it was a modest hit back in 83. I'm curious to rewatch it to see how its Cold War setting fits in with what we know today about Russia in the 1980s. And behind me, this is David Arnold. This cue is Body Double, and it's found on his score to the 1999 James Bond film The World Is Not Enough, also directed by Michael Apted. The World Is Not Enough stars Pierce Brosnan as the English spy, despite his Irish background. It also features Robert Carlyle as the terrorist Renard, Sophie Marceau, Dame Judi Dench, Denise Roberts, and then Desmond Llewellyn in his final role as the original Q. The basic plot ties around a nuclear threat to petroleum pipelines under the Caspian Sea in Turkey, and the Bond producers hired Apted based on his experience with getting strong performances from women. Originally, Joe Dante and Peter Jackson were in the mix, until their most recent films made them disqualified, since the producers didn't like them. Jackson has said he still hopes to do a Bond film someday, but based on his success in the world of J.R.R. Tolkien, with films tied to The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, he's probably overqualified now. The World Is Not Enough is David Arnold's second Bond score after 1997's Tomorrow Never Dies. He was a big fan of Maine Bond composer John Barry. And after a tribute album in his honor and his music from James Bond, Barry endorsed Arnold to the producers, and Arnold worked with them up until 2008's Quantum of Solace, before director Sam Mendes brought in Thomas Newman for the film Skyfall. As we'll hear, there's a mixture of classic horns with electronic elements throughout along with some regional instrumentation tied to the settings of Turkey and Central Asia. So you'll hear the zither-like instrument called the kanun, along with vocalizations by Natasha Atlas. We'll begin with one of the slyest candidates for top James Bond theme songs, and this will be garbage. In Latin, the Bond family motto is Orbis non sufficit. In English, that gives the film and this song its name. Here is the world is not enough.
at night I've driven for days I've tried to forget in so many ways I've held other arms but they don't feel the same and I've only to blame From city to city I still see your face It follows me From the soundtrack to The World Is Not Enough, we began with Garbage's theme song. Then from David Arnold's score, we first heard Access Denied. Then the Turkish-influenced Welcome to Baku. Then the piano-based Electra's theme, of which its melody was then used as a backing bit to the Scott Walker song we just heard, Only Myself to Blame. That song was originally set to be used in the closing credits of the film, but then it was eschewed for a remix of the famous James Bond theme by Monty Norman. It's hard to believe it's been a few years since Scott Walker left us as well. In the background, also from The World Is Not Enough, this is Submarine, number one. The World Is Not Enough 
like most James Bond movies did well in the box office. Though after GoldenEye, Pierce Brosnan's Bond films kind of deteriorated in quality. Denise Richards was widely panned as a nuclear scientist in skimpy clothing, and Robert Carlyle brought a non-cartoony villain to life that elicited sympathy and confused audiences. Over the past decade, David Arnold has switched away to mostly television scores. You'll hear his music in TV series like Sherlock and Good Omens. And I wasn't expecting to do another Bond film profile so soon after Sean Connery recently died, and then another actress associated with the series, Diana Rigg, passed away too. For the latter, I do plan on a look at Honor Majesty's Secret Service soon enough. And the new Bond film that we've been waiting for a while, No Time to Die, is delayed further into the year in light of COVID-19. And as I was looking over the Sean Connery Bond series, I still haven't done a profile on Thunderball yet. I need to do that, although I might have to do something about Never Say Never Again. Back to Michael Apted, his most recent film, again 2019's 63 Up, in some ways feels like a wrap-up to the entire decades-long run of the documentary series. Apted had hoped to make it for a few more, even saying at the age of 99 he'd be doing 84 up, but he died at his home in Los Angeles on January 7th this year, at the age of 79. That's it for Exploding Him Movies for this week. Coming up at 9, it's an encore presentation of The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker, and he'll guide you to midnight, so stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your family day programming. Next Monday, we'll do a tribute to another recent departure, this time from the acting world, and it's the great Canadian Christopher Plummer. Still need to sort out exactly how I'm going to do it. In many ways, I'll do kind of like a retrospective across multiple film scores, but I'm kind of leaning towards doing one of his most recent films, which was Knives Out. Then with March looming already, we got the Together Brothers, a field in England, some more ambience, and as I mentioned before, Oscar season looms. We'll close with some actual jazz here. Another artist who recently passed away is Chick Corea. The jazz keyboardist was lightly lauded for his explorative sound, most typically with jazz fusion in the 1970s as jazz became electrified. He gained prominence with some early solo material in the late 60s before he hooked up with Miles Davis during his electric phase, and then he headed up his own bands. I'll dig up some more Chick Corea in upcoming episodes, since it would be handy to have Gavin Walker offer some insight into his career, but needless to say... Modern jazz without Korea, either on the piano or the organ, will be less adventurous. Chick Korea died on February 9th at his home in Tampa from a fast-moving cancer that was only recently diagnosed when he was 79 years old. And picking one Korea track is hard, but I've always dug this album from 1972 during his Return to Forever days. So you'll hear Chick Korea here on Fender Rhodes, Stanley Clark on electric bass, Joe Farrow on flute and soprano sax, Erto Morera on drums and percussion, and then Floria Perim on vocals and percussion. From 1972's Return to Forever, here's Chick Corea with Crystal Silence. You have been listening to Exploding Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Remember to keep calm, be kind, and stay safe during this pandemic. And thank you to everyone who donated for Fundrive 2021.
Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. 